I'm not a werewolf, but I am your host, Scott O'Dell. We are back for our second regularly scheduled Spielcast of 2018. I am joined by recurring special guest host, Shelby Cervantes Sherd. Hello. I'm joined by host Jeff Garst. I mean, hi, I'm Jeff, not a werewolf. And host Cody Jorgensen. Hi, I'm not playing werewolf. Cody's microphone is very high. What? No, it's not. That's mine. No, it's I mean, Jeff's. It's physically oh, it's high. physically high from the table, yes. Well, Cody's a very tall man. So we've got like 7,000 things to talk about. Ooh. But first, I think we should congratulate Shelby. Shelby is now Spielbound Board Game Cafe in Omaha, Nebraska's general manager. Congratulations, Yay. Shelby. Thank Congrats, you Shelby. Much. You guys should be congratulating for or congratulated for having such great taste. So Thank That you. is true. <laughs> Congratulations to us. <laughs> uh, so next time you see Shelby, tell her congrats. Thank you. Shelby, what are you drinking? I'm drinking in a brand new Yeah, better question. What are you drinking out of? Mug. These are beautiful. Um, they are they very have a really nice good mugs. hand feel if you'd like to hold I it. Would, I would actually love a to. Very great hand feel, very ergonomic. Um, they're beautiful. I'm from Cornwall. Um, mine, my color is called Midnight ah. Dusk, but I'm drinking a tea latte, bit of honey and some Ceylon tea. I'm in a bit of steamed milk to top it off. Very relaxing for this. They lovely. also, so they're the same yeah. size as our previous 20 ounce mugs, but they do not look like a vat of coffee, <laughs> they don't. which I think some people appreciate. Mm. Yeah, they're a little more vertical. So they're, they're really taller. Works. They look more like a coffee mug. They, they look l- like the ones from Friends. Less like a... Less like a vat. Like a container that one would hold flour in a kitchen. Right. <laughs> I, I love the last that. ones were technically right. soup bowls. Yeah. These are from, they're the same brand. They're the same ounceage. These were just on sale. Well, they're also better colors and they're taller. Mm. Like they're better in every was way, except for I didn't pick them, so I don't like them as much. Shelby, was this your first decision as general manager? Was these mugs? It actually <laughs> wasn't. Oh, I was going to say, because <laughs> if it was your first decision, then I think we can all say that they made the right call because Thank those you. are some great mugs. It's all downhill from the, that decision. <laughs> it's all no, downhill from the mugs. Really best decision. I peaked. <laughs> you peaked on the mugs. Does well, anyone have anything else they want to highlight that you're drinking, Joe? I'm drinking some water because I'm on a new thing where I have to drink 80 ounces of water a day in conjunction with a bunch of other diet and exercise stuff mm. because it has to be a third of my body weight. And I weigh 240, which is 40 pounds less than I weighed at the beginning of last year. So that's exciting. But 80 ounces of water is a lot of water. Mm. Yes, it is. And isn't water just boring? Unless I'm like hot. It's very boring. And I'm not allowed to drink Diet Coke, which is, as you guys know, like my saving grace. It's your lifeblood. So I'm on day three of this thing. I want to say water is like, quote, boring when you first start drinking a lot of it. But once it turns into a habit, once it turns into a routine, it's great. When do yeah. you stop peeing all the time? Because that's something I can't Never. Handle. That is a I don't have that of being time. hydrated. Yeah. I don't yeah. have that kind of time. Well, I'm a teacher, yeah. so I can't just like step out of the class. I yeah. haven't. This is my third day. So I started it on Saturday and made a snow day today. So I haven't actually had to do this as a teacher yet. And I'm mm. a little worried that I'm going to be like having to be like, okay, kids, you hold tight for three <laughs> minutes because I'm. Yeah. I can't. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Water. Water is is important. Cody, what were you drinking? Uh, I was drinking a barley wine. Scott, you're gonna have to help me out here. Uh, it's bundle up, bundle from up, Boulevard, and it was it was good. It was, uh, I mean, barley wines. I haven't had a barley wine I didn't like yet. 
I'm sure they exist. I'm Boulevard's sure limited barley wines are really good, which is why we got it. I'm sure some there are some poorly made barley wines, but none have been put in front of me because at this point, if it's called a barley wine, I just I get it because because of the track record. Um, and this one had the added benefit of matching the theme of today's snow day outside. So bundle up. Get cozy. Yeah, it may or may not get pretty bad out there. It depends on whether or not the temperature drops. Yeah. I'm sure. drinking some brewed coffee out of a new 20-ounce mug. Mm. Shelby, what, what, cof- what coffee am I drinking? Tell like, us more about this these mugs. This, this mug Please is, don't. We've is spent scarlet. so much time talking about the visual. That it's is orange. So no. That's Everyone orange. thinks that scarlet isn't an orange red, but scarlet is actually an orange red. Oh. Mm. Look it up, mm. people. Wow. Look it up. Um, um, anyway. Yeah, the coffee you're drinking is um, a Burundi number from Kickapoo. It's a light roast. We rarely carry light roasts. Um, I like when we carry light roasts. Yeah, I just want to change it up a little bit. It's pretty smooth. Because there's it's got lots a little of caffeine. More, yeah, there's a little more caffeine in it's it. A little more caffeine. And I have noticed that since the moment Scott walked in the door. Uh, I walked in here. I had a late li- night last <laughs> night, so I've been drinking lots of caffeine, and it makes me a little crazy. I got up for like at 6 o'clock. 10 till 6 is when I found out it was a snow day mm-hmm. and couldn't go back to sleep. It was like Saturday morning cartoon, so made the omelets, got the coffee rolling. I yeah. also had an omelet for breakfast. Yeah, it was good. I'm also drinking from Kincader a jalapeno ale, and mm. it's, it's got a giant nose fill of jalapeno, but the taste is, is pretty subtle and good. I like it. Sounds good. So it's been pretty popular. What have we been playing? Or everybody? do we want to talk about New Year's? Or I don't think we want to do this because we have at least three yeah, games to talk. about. we like. have a ton of stuff to talk about. I think we should forego what have you been playing, um, and just dive right into the stuff we played specifically for the podcast. Well, I think we should let. We think we should talk about New Year's resolutions out of the gate. Topic of the show. Bring it. Wait, is that topic of the show? That is the topic of the show. Yeah. Oh, is that? Clearly, we've, yeah, we're well planned. We're having planned. our pre-show meeting. This is, meeting. This is Six our pre-show show. meeting. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fantastic. Let's start with the, the new segment that does not have a theme song yet. Uh, Scott, would you like to say the name of the segment? It's time for some... Does it hold up? Yeah, that was no. it. That was right, the segment. Let's retry. Yeah. Mm, no, I think we'll just go. I think go. that's good. All right. <laughs> It's time for some Does It Hold Up? This edition, we are looking at Kingdom Builder, the 2012 Spiel de Yaris winner. 2012? I thought this game was older than that. I, are you trying to do, like, the uh, the uh, password voice? Like No, the, he's trying to do, it's time for some the, news. No, you might be right. It might be 2011. The, it may have come out in 2011. So we, we today's check, Does It Hold Up game is <laughs> Kingdom <laughs> Builder. Like that. Yeah, like, like so, that. the studio audience can't hear it. Mm-hmm. Oh, perfect. Yeah, perfect. Uh, so, Kingdom Builder does it hold up? We played two games, um, and this was interesting because you Jeff guys have played, played yeah. Kingdom Builder before. Uh-huh. I have not. I still have not. So. Shelby did not join Shelby us for had, this game. Had, well, she was actually working instead of what <laughs> we what we were doing. Hey, it's work if it's for a podcast, yeah, exactly. right? Sure, <laughs> I'll take it. Um, so we played twice. We played one time by the actual rules of the game. And then we played one time with some house rules. Um, and they were wildly different games. So um, we should talk about the, what the game what is. What the first. game is in general. Um, Jeff, you just learned the game. It's got to be fresh on your mind. Hit us with the uh, 
34 second synopsis and go. So in Kingdom Builder, much like many other games of its ilk, there are five different terrain types. And at the, on your turn, you draw a card that gives you a terrain type and you have to place three of your buildings on that terrain type. The, uh, the kind of catch is you have to build adjacent to yourself if possible. And there are, there are also power-ups that you can get as you go. And so at the end of the game, there's different scoring mechanisms. So sometimes you score for having a big clump of things. Sometimes you have score for having things next to mountains. And uh, so you, you just place your things adjacent. Time's up. Okay. That is how you play <laughs> Kingdom Builder in 34 <laughs> seconds by Jeff Garst. Okay, you can finish. <laughs> no, so you, you essentially you place on your turn, you place three of your little houses somewhere on the map that, is on one of the train types you drew and it has to be adjacent to yourself. So what you're essentially trying to do is make it so that you can't be adjacent to yourself because if you can't place adjacent to yourself, then you can place anywhere on the board and that really opens up your options and allows you to get some really cool power-ups. Yeah. And so this is uh, Dominion fame, our, Scott's favorite designer, Donald X Vaccarino. Vaccarino, one, I know this game. Oh, one for three, Vaccarini. Uh, uh. <laughs> so it has a modular board. There's four giant pieces. On each board, there is changing victory conditions. One or two power ups that you mm -hmm. can get on the board. And there's also a little area to get victory points if you're next to. So you use and four of the eight each yes. game. And each of the boards comes with a different type of power up that you can get. And then there's a deck of 10 uh, end game scoring conditions with which you draw three of those scoring conditions. And those are the only points in the game except for the ones, the ones printed on the board a that you get for being adjacent. On the yeah. Board, yeah. So, so Jeff, do you like the game? I liked Before. things about the game. Um, there were things I liked about both the original and the variant that we played with. I wouldn't say that I loved it, but I would say that I liked it okay. Scott? So I was pretty sour on this game. Uh, it came out, I think, early in the year. Was it? It, it wasn't. I don't know. I, I looked it up. It came out a long time ago. It was at PretzCon that year, like being pushed by one of the queen game representatives. And it was like mm. the game of PretzCon that everyone was playing. I played it there a little bit. I played, I bought a copy and then I played a little bit at home and played a little bit at parties that year. And I just wasn't a big fan. It was just way too simple for me. Uh, and it just took too long for how simple it was in my opinion. And Sometimes I played with people who took forever to take their turn in a game that I didn't feel like and you, you needed to think about it all. Um, so that was one nice thing about playing with you two gentlemen is that our first game was like over like that. I and think it was 12 minutes. Like it yeah. was a really fast game. Um, and one of the big things about this game is the powers either let you move pieces you already have on the board or let you add more pieces. And in the game we played, there was three powers. that let, The first game let you add pieces to it. You start out with 40 pieces that you place on the board. The game ends when someone runs out. So the game was very quick. Mm -hmm. um, I actually, I was thinking I was going to like this game more than I did. And maybe I did. Like, I guess this game just was, wasn't for me back then. And it still isn't for me. Like, it's just too light and it's just too simple. Is it as good as it was back in 2000, whatever, 13 or 11 or 98, 12. whatever it was? Uh, no, I don't <laughs> think it is. You you do not think it has held up. I don't think it has aged as well. I oh. don't think it. I don't think the simple mechanic has held up in light of newer games. Hmm. So uh, yeah, I I bought this probably about the same time you did. I think, and 
Um, quickly, my game group just refused to play it, but I always wanted to play it. Like, my game group wore out of it way before I did, so I've always just sort of been like, no, I want to play this game more. Um, and I played it recently to try and save it as part of my uh, challenge for 2017 because it's on my shelf and I wanted to keep it. Uh, so I did play one game of it last year, and so then having <laughs> playing two games of it here was interesting to see how how much the the variability in the game was because that first game we played was like 12 minutes long the second game we played was like a proper 30 minute you actually had to think you got to chain together some strategies and 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 we each sort of took different strategies a little bit like your initial placement actually actually informed your strategy for the game um but i don't know how this game won spiel this year like well, I, th- I think this game suffers from the same problem that I think Dominion suffers from, which is you can play it once and have an amazing experience, and then you can play it again and have a terrible experience, and then play it again and have an okay experience, Yeah. because mm. it depends on the combinations of victory points and power-ups. Yeah. Our first game went so fast because there were not really any cool combinations you could come up with. You But, but you could dump a ton of items on the board each turn. Right. Mm-hmm. And our second game had that combination that I... I had success with because I won um, where you could move a move a person Jeff two spaces. Games, right? I did mm-hmm. win both games. You could move a person two spaces, ignoring adjacency, and then you also had the power up that gave you extra points if your people were alone. So what I just started doing was I just every turn moved someone in a way like if if I had three people in a line, I would move one the middle guy out of the line, and now I have three individual spaces worth three victory points. Mm. And so it, it, allowing that to change the strategy together. Same thing happens in Dominion if you pull the wrong cards and that they don't really work well together you're not gonna have a fun game of dominion i think in Kil- kingdom builder that was a little more pronounced but i don't know yeah so that's a positive that you won both games though because <clears throat> cody and i have both played a bunch and i think with that like it's so simple that if you play with another strategy gamer they're going to be able to pick it up game one mm-hmm. and there's not going to be like oh i should have realized this nuance um so then I don't know if that's a positive that an intro game, of, like, I don't know. Like, well, in both games, I was able to pick a very specific strategy that right. I wanted to win with, and then kind of a secondary, I'll get some points here too. Yeah. And that's how I won both so games. So that's a nice thing to say about it. It's not point salad. Like, there's three cards that tell you what you're going to get victory points for, and if you right. focus on one or two of them, then maybe you can... So my plan is to keep our house rule um, and keep playing this game. So what was our house rule? Our house rule was, so normally at the end of your turn, you, you discard your card and you draw a new card. And that is the terrain type you get to play from the five. Um, So you have to play on that terrain type your next turn. So instead of doing that, we drew three cards and you picked one and discarded it. Um, And then you could discard your hand at the end of your turn or discard cards from your hand. And and you could discard one card. Yeah. So then we, that gave us some agency, gave you some, it actually gave me things to think about when it wasn't my turn. Like, oh, yeah, if I if I do this, or maybe I can move this character away, and then I can make it. So it, it was nice, it, and it made it an actual strategy game. Right. Um, I, I will say, I, I don't think it does what the box says it does. Like, I don't feel like I'm building a kingdom. No. And I've said this before, but Barony feels like what Kingdom Builder says it is. Yeah. I love Barony. <laughs> Barony's a great game. Yeah. I, I agree with that statement wholeheartedly. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're... If you, liked kingdom builder but were just thought it was kind of a lame like anti-game like there wasn't enough game play barony yes um i i will say that second game with our variant rules and with the more uh, advanced not 
advanced powers maybe i felt like all three of us were taking pretty good turns most turns and like mm-hmm. it, it felt like mm-hmm. a good game because it was still pretty quick but it was still like oh jeff made a good move oh cody made a good move okay like i better make a yeah. good move like it felt good and this game could get a little analysis paralysis towards the end i mean i i started to a little bit but i i decided where i wanted to score points and figured out how to score yeah. points there and but i could see somebody who's not that's purely on our variant though because the original rules you're you're bound by that one yeah, type and you just by the end of the game you have so few options it, it does depend how many powers you get to because if you get all four powers mm-hmm. you can do some chaining together because you can use powers at the beginning of your turn in the middle of your turn at the end of the turn mm-hmm. i i've played this game quite a bit with my wife and caleb and they're both a little bit on the analysis paralysis side they both usually end up making pretty good moves but they both take a little longer and like this game i just feels too simple for that having said that they're both pretty good at it so maybe so i don't have the patience for this game i don't know for our first does this game hold up kingdom builder does not hold up i think i think jeff's maybe does well i don't i don't have an i don't have an accurate i mean i wasn't playing that many board well, games in 2011 to let's say game, this, you know. like like in 2011 it was it was a great or you know sold itself as a great light intro game to introduce new people to the hobby simple strategy, strategy game. game it was yeah. a simple 30 minute strategy game imagine if that was released now and put it next to the 30 minute strategy games that we're seeing today does it compare would you rather play unearthed or this well that you just picked a very bad example i'd much rather play game. this than well, Unearthed. that's what i'm saying though right so what about uh, you haven't played majesty yet have you no yeah it's like i would way rather play majesty would you rather play splendor? this would you play splendor? splendor or kingdom builder or given, Century Spice or Road. Azul. Azul. Yeah, I or think if, given that yeah, what's the other given that uh metric, I'd probably say it doesn't hold up, but I don't know that it's fallen that far. Yeah. I would be interested to see because there's a thousand expansions for it. I wonder what they do. Like yeah. I wonder And that was Caleb's comment too when I told him that we played is he was like, Well, it's this expansion on that and I you know, my eyes just glass over when people start talking about expansions. It's like nope. Like, well, I was that, ju- I was judging them what that, I was playing. It's almost like people do like release three fourths of their game to win a Spiel des Jahres or to be nominated for a Spiel des Jahres and then have to release the uh, the like good fourth of the game as as an expansion. Mm-hmm. Like like they have to be simple enough to get that notoriety because that equals sales. Like it's great for your business to get that nomination, but clearly if this had more complicated powers, it would be a better game. Yeah, I agree. Scott doesn't think it's as clear uh, as I say. I yeah, I guess I'm I'm not just not a fan. like I wasn't a fan then, and I thought it would probably hold up better than I thought in light of all the other short games I've been how, playing. But how difficult would be it, would it be if they inverted the rules? You couldn't play adjacent to yourself. Would it just open up far too many options? I don't know. It's worth house ruling. Yeah, I yeah I would say for people that are considering this or like, like our lukewarm, it's thirty minutes. Like yeah, it's you thirty minutes, it. and you can learn from the rule book. You can learn it in real time. Though learning from Spielbaum's rulebook is a little trickier uh, because Spielbaum has the German edition uh, and we have a printed off rulebook and it's fine, but some of the cards are in German. Um, Should we move on to a game that Shelby's played? Yeah. Let's. What else have we been playing? Um, we have been playing. I'll pause for a second to say that you guys look really cute all in red. <laughs> Go Big Red. 
I did notice it as soon as I came in, but I wanted to save it for this we, moment. We, we planned it. We did you? Yeah. We well, have thank a, you for letting me. Know. We have a, a Slack channel where we just talk about our outfits. Oh, okay. Well, it's called the outfits. Is channel. a Slack channel like a, ta- <laughs> a chat room about clothes? The Slack is like, like what's Slack's Slack Slack Scott, is Scott, you know what Slack is because we have a Slack chat with where we talk about clothes. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. Okay. Slack like Discord. Anyway, yes. we're playing. Yes. The opposite of red, which is clearly azul. 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 Colors have opposites. Um, And I love it so much. I have now. Would you like to describe what type of game it is? Sure. I'd call it (laughs) an abstract game. Um, It's beautiful. Um, You have these like heavy tile pieces and your tile makers, and you're trying to bid for the best tiles on the factory floor to put them on your mosaic, and you're trying to fill it up. Mosaic, good word. Thank you. Someone someone told it to me. I said kitchen <laughs> because, you know, the number <laughs> one most a, tiled thing in the entire world is kitchens. Yeah, yeah. Um, but mosaic is much better. Um, it's I think it's simple to r- learn from the real book real time as well. Um, the instructions are clear. Um, it's not super difficult, but um, there's some f- strategy involved and some thinking ahead that I think there's some strategy and thinking ahead that you have to do in order to win unless you're mm. Cody who's just like I'm just gonna grab some stuff and put them on my thing and what? then just push them <laughs> over and I'm just gonna do really good so really yes. before Cody responds in this game there were <laughs> s- there were seven different circles that we put four tiles each on there were nine different circles there were nine different circles there was four tiles each on them you select one color from one of those circles and then you put the rest in the middle when you select the, the whatever color, so if there's one, two, three, or four, you take those and you put them onto your board. You had five rows. And one, it, two, three, four, and five. That's those, how many spots Yeah, each were. of those rows has spots. And when the, the first time you, you draft everything and then you go to try to score everything on your little mosaic, you have to fill them up and then it, you only get to put one from each of those. So if I'm not making myself clear, the bottom row has five empty spaces. And when you fill that up, then in the scoring round, you can put one from the bottom onto one of the bottom areas. But all the extra four ones go away. So it's harder to get stuff on the bottom. And so this, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I will just say it was hard to grasp that when I was looking at the stuff. There's literally no way anybody listening to this knows what you're talking about. It's a cool, complicated tile puzzle. Right. But it's not like overly complicated. Correct. You couldn't just. No, Cody and I got it right away, and I right, thought, and exactly. I, I thought I played pretty well, and I yeah. think my score was sixty-six, and Cody had a hundred and something. So Jeff, not so much. Jeff. <laughs> what did? Yeah, how much did you get, Jeff? I got it. Rhymes with shmoney schmine. Oh, well. Mm. And Cody had a hundred something. Hundred eight. I had twenty-nine. Twenty-nine yeah. points. I, I did not enjoy this game nearly as much <laughs> as you guys seem to. So, Shelby, what was your comment about Cody's oh, score? Oh, yeah. Um, Cody almost made Jeff fifth place. That's how well <laughs> Cody did, and that's how poorly Jeff did. Cody could have cut his points in half, gotten first twice, and then <laughs> yeah, given me yeah, fifth. Yeah. That is and this was almost. after we were cleaning up uh, Kingdom Miller, which Jeff won twice, and he was like, looking at his BG stats. He's like, I haven't lost a game this entire year. Well, that's because Kingdom Builder was the first game I've played this year, guys. It's, oh. been, a, it's, been, a, it's been a rough year. Yeah, <laughs> man, that that's amazing to me. I've just been so busy with grad oh. school and everything. Kingdom Builder was the first game I've played this year. I've been well, playing a lot of video mm-hmm. games because like, I could do a quick round of Rocket League in between homework. Mm-hmm. But Did you like Azul? No. What didn't you like? Was it because you lost? <laughs> Partially. Um, no, I think that... <laughs> 
I couldn't tell if you were if you were being serious or throwing shade at <laughs> no, him. I was. I'm concerned because I think it's a very good game. I think it's a I think it's a well made game. I just I don't find it fun. Like I I had I don't I didn't have fun while playing it. Okay. Well, mm. is it because you were losing the whole time? <laughs> God. Oh man! No, like the the Jeez. things you are doing in the game did not did not make my brain say, "Ooh, this is fun." Okay, okay. And I, on the other hand, loved the things you were doing in this game. Notably, scoring so many points. That was one of my favorite parts of the game. Was scoring all the points. Um, I I think it did allow for some interesting decisions. I and I said it uh, while we were while we while we were playing, but. In those first couple of rounds, I looked at the board and I was like, well, if I play really greedy and these three things happen, I'll have an awesome term. And it happened both of the first two rounds. Like right. I took a really greedy path and they both just landed right where I needed them to. And I was like, sweet. And yeah. then it snowballs. Like from there, I think the game snowballs a little bit because you score points. Um, the bigger your row is, the more points you score. This is a game that I think is worth looking at what the other players are doing. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, that as the thing, game wore on, I really wish I was sitting to Cody's right and not his left. Right, because I would look and I'd be like, oh, I could do this. I was just thinking about like my own board, but if I would have made some different decisions, I could have taken things that both Jeff and Cody could Well, you used. clearly did a good job of preventing people from scoring points because the person who went <laughs> after you got 29. I did the opposite of that because the person who went after me got 108. Mm. Although there was one time where, like, right after I took my turn, I was like, oh, now Cody can grab those tiles and oh, do yeah. exactly what he's about to do. And he was <laughs> like, was a, thank you, Thanks please. for all the tiles. Um, I, I, everywhere I turn, somebody's doing a review of this game and talking about how amazing this game is. I think we can pump the brakes on it a little bit. I think it is a, one, it's a very pretty game. Yes. It's beautiful. Um, the pieces what? look like Starburst. It's, is it? Yeah, it is. Like the weight of the okay, tiles. I love photosynthesis, and I normally don't like abstract games. That's a pretty game. But this game, I, I, there was no theme. It's just, it, there was. You, no, and there was Yes, no in South and Mexican, like America, South America and Mexico, like tiles are pretty important. And to Costa Rica, they have a whole place where it's all they do and is tiles. That didn't translate. Did not translate well. It's just. It's just. But it it's, is. it's just part Spanish of that. Spanish for blue. So when we got our player board, <laughs> Shelby, there was blue. 25 spaces for tiles of different colors, right? And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, we're gonna make a cool mosaic or whatever. And then I realized that I think all of ours were the same. You're thinking like Sagrada style. But even then, we went, we didn't fill them up. So I would I would say that this game has about as much theme as Corkle. Okay. Uh, I don't know that I'd go that far. Okay, so maybe it has slightly more. It has about as much theme as Sagrada. Okay. Which has, in my opinion, little mm. theme. Like, I recognize that that's part of that culture. And, like, I'm not saying that part isn't true. I'm saying that that, that part of that culture didn't translate into the game for me. Right. And so, I don't want to... But it is an abstract game. Like... W- yeah. Like, yeah. Like, it's an abstract game. Like... So, I, I would like to play this game two-player. Because I think that'd be really interesting. Because then I would be able to, like, zero summit and, like, look at the other It's very good at yeah. two-player. Um, like, abstract games sometimes that. in a four-player. But the thing I'll say about this and all the positive presses, I don't want to say it's a bad game. I just want to say from the perspective of a strategy gamer who can appreciate well-integrated theme um, with maybe mechanics I don't like, i.e. photosynthesis, this game didn't offer me anything. Do you need theme, though? To have no, I don't need strategy. theme at all. But I need I either need... Uh, good strategy or complex tactics or I need I need something more than so immediately after like two turns I was like oh I figured out what I'm doing um, 
I was like, I wonder if I could get my mom to play this game instead of Corkle because it would be more fun to play this on family vacations than Corkle because there's a little more to it than Corkle. If you could get past the rules explanation, with, if you just convinced her to play around blind the first round, yeah, then you'd be fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like this is a game, especially if you are very familiar with strategy games, that you need to play twice because I'm one, I taught the game and I'm not a very good teacher. Um, and two, if you start out knowing exactly like the future steps that you want to take to maximize the points when you're when you're you know placing tiles um because that like matters like instead of just like going sporadically and just getting one point at a time if you can stack those you'll get more points so shelby you're the most i mean you're the most outspoken fan of this game of the four of us so what do you like about the game like it like if our listeners like x they will like azul um I think it's just, I think it's simple enough to learn, but the the strategy is more intense than I thought it was going to be. Like when I first brought it out, I thought it was like, oh, we're just filling things up, pushing them over. You're just trying to stop people from getting the tiles that you want. But it's more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, because the first time I played, I was just like, I'm just going to put this here and this here. When if I realized I would have waited and got, you know, try to go for columns first, I would have gotten more points. Yeah, I I pretty quickly was like, all right, I got to get columns. And the one thing I did poorly was I went for the stuff like off to one side. And I realized since you score points by chaining together together, orthogonally adjacent things that maybe I should have gone more for the middle, which is what Cody did. Mm -hmm. But like other than that, like I feel like I played pretty well. And like there's just nothing here. Like you when you're doing the drafting mechanics, like you either got to get lucky with the right number of tiles you want or. Um, the 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 cool part there is a little cool part when you're drafting is anything you don't take from your little circle of four it goes to the middle and then the first person to take tiles from the middle those don't go away those stay there the ones that you don't take so you take all the col- same color from the middle first person gets a first person marker and they're going to get negative points for that but they get to go first next time um, and so there's a different number like depending upon what's there like if I take from the middle then Shelby might not take from the middle and that will change what's in the middle for Jeff and like I feel like it was a relatively well balanced game. I just I don't know. Maybe I'm gonna hate. It. Maybe like I'm not saying Quarkle's not a good game. I'm just saying just for someone like me, no. Like I don't want to play Quarkle ever again. I think this is just like you're talking about how Kingdom Builder was maybe um, created so that you can introduce people to the hobby. Like I feel like this would be a good mm-hmm. starter game for yes. just you know, it's something interesting enough that like veteran board gamers could not be absolutely bored yeah um but it's also you know approachable enough for someone who's right played a i game. would say if you're tired of splendor you could yeah you could change this would be a change of pace from splendor in that it's got about the same amount of strategy it's got a li- it's got this it's got the same type of player interaction where there's not really player interaction but there is mm-hmm. if i see I have two marginally the same choices. Like they, they could score me one or two more points that I might make up later in the game, but one is great for the other per- the person next to me. One is not like I can, I can choose what I want to do on the board and to affect the board state and the is, drafting. Is this game Sagrada meets Splendor? <clears throat> yes. This game is Sagrada meets Splendor. I don't think I like Sagrada. I like Sagrada. Oh, I like Sagrada. I, and I love dice and I love colors and usually that's enough for me. I had a good uh, friends of me text the other day, and uh, he said, my wife has beaten me at Splendor eight times in a row. We need a new two-player game. Central Spice Road is great. And I was like, photosynthesis. That too. And Azul. I love Azul at two players. Mm -hmm. 
so the other game that we played. Oh yeah. So then we because Jeff Jeff got so mad at Azul that he was like, "We're playing another game and I'm picking it." <laughs> <laughs> so he you brought two back though. I brought two fairness. back. So the first one was Keyflower, which Scott Cody and I have played before, but Shelby had not. And the other one was Jinkopolis. Jinkopolis. Guess Gink- which one I voted for. Jinkopolis. <laughs> Is that it's why you didn't tree. like Azul's? Because oh. it's too light for a snow day. Um. I tried we, to get everyone to play Scott these. Has, Scott has this so. weird thing where, like, he if if like he doesn't want to play a bunch of light games in a row. Which not is if a he's weird playing. Thing. Not if he's with gamers. Yeah, so. I think I think almost all of our strategy listeners can agree with that. If you have a dedicated couple hours with heavy strategy gamers and you don't play a heavy strategy game, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, I disagree. I, I I mean, I'm fine playing a heavy strategy game, but I'm just as fine playing a bunch of light games in a row. But yep. did you like the light games we played? Just saying. Um, no, but I had fun with you all. Okay. It's, it's, yeah, it's about the company. It's friends. Rise it's above company. the board for a little bit here, Scott. We're friends. Um, no, so, smiles. Uh, <laughs> so we picked this game because a couple of us hadn't played it before and had wanted to. So mm-hmm. Cody, I voted for it because I love trees. Trees are great. Cody, you were new to this game. <laughs> and so the theme do you want to really explain important. what it is? Uh, you sure? Yeah, I was new to this game. This is Ginkopolis. Um, this is another one where the rules are not going to, like us explaining the rules yeah, over the radio are not going to tell yeah, you how to play the I game. I probably won't give you too many rules. Cody will try. Um, so first off, about two years ago, I saw this game. I was like, ooh, I think I might want to buy this game. So I'm going to learn it. Maybe we'll play it at Spielbound and then I, I'll buy it if I like it um, because I like the Ginkgo theme. The theme, other than, you know, it's Ginkgos, you're like a f- weird futuristic people that sustain wholly by living in ginkgo trees like everything else has died because we treated the planet poorly but ginkgos are like the oldest survival the like, of the tree yeah like they are they like ginkgos were around yep. when dinosaurs were around like, they, they are the twinkie <laughs> of trees for sure um so so the point is that it's you know we have we've we, we have a, as a society have had to learn how to live in the trees and and so we're all playing architects and again None of this is conveyed in the game <laughs> at all, except there are pictures of ginkgo leaves everywhere. This like, that's true. the only thing. So the, what the game really is, is uh, the, it starts There's a three by three grid in the middle of the board. Each each tile in that grid represents, I don't know, a house in a tree. I don't know. It's just a spot. And uh, and you get a, everybody gets cards drafted. Um, each round you start with four and then you all pick a card and you play it and you can either use that card to get more resources or you can use that card to build onto that three by three grid. You can either uh, replace tiles on that grid and build up and build towers or you can spread the grid out. Um, In the beginning of the game, you sort of build an engine. A lot of the cards, you get a keep and create engines. So anytime you take a sort of action, you get little bonuses. So there's that part at the beginning, but by the end of the game, it's all about area control. There's three different colors, and anytime there's two or more tiles of the same color next to each other, they're going to score in the end game. So then the last couple of turns are all about who's got the most power on each group of a single color. So it starts out as a little engine builder, and it ends up as a, as a massive area control zero sum. How can, I, how can I squeeze out the most points and block other people out of the game? That was a good description. That was Thanks. a really good description. In 34 I think seconds. I, knew, I know that was more, more than now that was than I did while more. I was playing the game. But that's because, <laughs> to be fair, I wasn't paying a ton of attention. Um, I kept thinking throughout the whole Shelby, time. You beat me by one point. That kind of hurts my feelings. <laughs> I kept so thinking this was the whole Cody's time Azul. I'd rather yes. be playing um, Quadropolis. 
Um, I wasn't thinking I'd rather been playing Keyflower, although... I said Quadropolis. Yeah, this was like confusing Quadropolis. That doesn't make me want to play it. So, Shelby, you you wanted to play because of the theme. How did you think the theme... Oh, I absolutely integrated. nothing. Yeah, okay. Absolutely the victory nothing. points are on Ginkgo Leafs. I know, little I cardboard Ginkgo Leafs. But they're leaves. not called victory points. What are they called, Jeff? Success points, which yes. is such a bizarre... There's some... Oh, I want. Where was this thing originally published? I yeah. think it was in France. Oh, really? The, the, but the designer is French. Is, and is, I wonder what... I, I need to know more about this game if we're going to talk about it. Like, I should have actually, like, kept the box or something. Because, right. like, how old is this game? Like, it, it like, bucked conventions... Like it's, was it, it it's was in the super strange. It's in the me. five to seven year old range, I think. Okay, so I about the same time it, as like Kingdom it, Builder. It's a Z-Man game. Like it's a real big publisher game. Like it's a weird. The rule book's weird. I just felt like the whole time this was like a board game that was made by someone who wasn't quite sure what board games were about. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, <laughs> I just was like, what is going on? And maybe that's just my own fault. But I thought it was like. I probably wouldn't play again, but if someone asked me, I'd be like, sure. I wouldn't H- pick how it. many games are there that if somebody uh, like if somebody said, hey, Shelby, let's play this game where you were like, no. Like, how many games are there? One. Quelf. That's it. Two. <laughs> <laughs> Carcassonne and Quelf. Carcassonne and Quelf. I'm with you on Carcassonne. You'd play Quelf? Uh, if he doesn't get group. asked for a spatula yeah, every shift, yeah. so that's, never that's true. That's I, Shelby. You are a little oh. like Caleb, where you do kind of like every game. Can I do I a follow? Can I do a follow up? So I was talking. Candace was listening to this episode, and I was in the room, and she looks at me during the Quelf conversation, and she goes, "Why don't you guys just?" Buy a spatula. <laughs> <laughs> because that's an example. No, I, that's an example. We don't I, negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> we do not. Wow. Second move as general manager: compare yeah, yeah, yeah. a large percentage yeah. of the customer base to terrorists. <laughs> they don't know what they're the party doing. Party game. Party game. Uh, so ball. so. Here's a. I mean, I don't know. Does anyone have an opinion on this game? I like this game a lot. Right. I've also played it probably a dozen times in my life. Did you think uh, comparing this time we played to the other times you've played was this like a more disheveled game? Was it? It smooth? was. It was a lot less smooth because there were five people, so we had to constantly stop and add cards into the into the deck. Okay. When there, when you can chunky. really get into the drafting element of it, that's where I think the game okay. shines. Okay. Yeah. So at, at I don't know why they. I don't know why the they best. let five people play that game at the same time. Right. Yeah. Because then it's not. It's not. It would have been a lot quicker if we could have just like passed him. Right. Yeah. I think three is good. Jeff. Four works. Five was a little much. Mm. You said that you know it might it might go three or four rounds and. It went like seven or eight. Like in yeah, the first we four had to rounds, at the end of each at the end of each turn, we had yeah. To in shuffle. the first four rounds, I think we only went one or two. Like like there was no drafting in this game until really late, and even then, it was it wasn't. Like if there was a drafting mechanic mm-hmm. to this game, when I don't feel like there was when it was a five players, then maybe I would have liked it more because I would have been able to like plan what was going on. Yeah, because at three players, you see the same cards over and over again, so especially I, once you get into the second and third round. I didn't mm-hmm. like this play experience really at all. I don't want to condemn the game off of one play experience because, like I said, if there was a drafting mechanic, then I could think about what I was handing to Caleb, and that would have been really fun because I like to hand Caleb stuff. <laughs> um, but it felt like it was really dragging, uh, and, in, and in the game where I felt like it was kind of just luck of the draw with the tiles and because yeah, we, dra- we weren't actually passing cards. It was kind of a luck of what you drew originally in a game where that happened, and then also like at the end people were just like trying to like destroy the 
scoring areas. Yeah. And that just felt arbitrary. Districts. Districts. Yeah. Uh, I have played with a variant where you use a market instead of uh, just a random tile pull. So, like, there are five tiles out, and when you get a tile, you can take one Hmm. from the market, Hmm. which helps a little bit, adds a little bit more player choice. So, uh, we... Just to see, you know, a little bit how the sausage is made, we had a discussion earlier this year about how we wanted to um, have a little bit more synergy with the podcast and the shop of a a Spielbound Board Game Cafe. Um, And we wanted to make sure that, you know, we were talking about things that were relevant, um, i.e. Azul. Like, that's a game that is very popular right now. It's new to the library. It's, um, I believe we have it for sale. Ginkopolis is not one of those games, though. Uh, you can buy Kingdom Builder here, but Ginkopolis is one of those out-of-print games. You can play it here, though. Mm-hmm. So you can't get a hold of the game, but you can come play this hard-to-find game here at Spielbound. Azul is apparently out-of-print. Is it? No. Oh, well, It'll come back in print. It, it, was search, a huge, that was popular, it was yeah. hugely search popular at Gen Con. The number two game is Photosynthesis. <laughs> it was hugely oh, yeah. popular at Gen Con, so it'll come yeah. back in print. Yeah, um, Azul will get reprinted. Ginkopolis probably will so, not see so Ginkopolis and Azul are released within a year of each other how do those wait compare? I thought Azul was brand new no I'm Ginkopolis. sorry Ginkopolis you, and Kingdom Builder were released within a year of each other oh Ginkopolis and we're still Kingdom talking Builder. about Ginkopolis yeah right? yeah I think Ginkopolis is a more mechanically sound game but it's a lot more complex like the the what you're doing makes sense like I can see how it made sense in the designer's brain but there's so much housekeeping to what you have to do for Ginkopolis that it, it makes it a little bit more complicated, whereas Kingdom Builder is a lot more intuitive. And, like, mm. what do you do? You place three houses. They have to be adjacent. Yeah. So I don't. So I will say at five players, Ginkopolis was bad. Like, it was just bad. Yeah, I would not play it at five uh-huh. players. And it's, it didn't have any scaling. Like, I, like, maybe, like, it seemed like it should have had some scaling. Like, maybe if there's five players, you play with more starting tiles or whatever. Uh, I, I will say that, I don't know. I just thought it was bad. Like I don't, like I don't. Maybe I want to play it again as a small player yeah. account. But I don't know if it's complex or if it's convoluted. Like that's where I'm at on it. Like well, in the housekeeping thing. Like I've always said this. Like if Jeff's not at playing with me in a game, like I don't like there to be a lot of housekeeping in a game because it would have been easy to like not put the right cards in the deck or whatever. And hmm. Like the housekeeping was really important to yeah. this game. I'll agree with that. Yeah, uh, I think Kingdom Builder is a. No, I don't. I don't know if Kingdom Builder is a better game than Gigopolis or not. I think well, it's it plays apples better and oranges. It's maximum player count. It That's plays better sure. at max player count. Yes. Is the max player count of Kingdom Builder four? Yes. Yeah. Um, I always thought Kingdom Builder should scale a number of modular boards because in a two-player game, there's a lot of empty space, and in a four-player game, it can get really tight. Uh, but it, the the board looks really cool in Kingdom Builder when you have four players with forty pieces on it. Like it looks mm-hmm. pretty awesome. Yeah. So that's what we've been playing. Tots. Time for tots, I think. Tater tots. Tater tots. So last... Shelby doesn't know. Sometimes we say tots to mean topic of the show. Oh, okay. Last December, Scott, Cody, and I (laughs) all partook in a podcast in which we committed over the air to do some sort of board game challenge. Mm -hmm. And we have had multiple people come up to us and say... Make sure when you three are back on the podcast together that you update us on how that challenge went. So we mm-hmm. have a 2017 board game challenge, each of us, and we're going to each talk about a little bit about how our challenge went. And then 
Are we going to set a goal for 2018? I think we should commit to some challenges for 2018. Shelby, if you'd like to do board game challenge, now is the time to commit on air. Are you? Do you know what board game challenges is that are? The ten for yeah, ten like by ten, ten is ten one by ten. Like yeah, so you pick ten games and play them ten times, or just say I'm going to play any ten games ten times. If you're Scott, um, yeah, they're, it's really malleable. It's really up to you. Um, so the ones that we did last year, Jeff, what did you do? I did two challenges. I did a 10 by 10 and I did a 200 by one. Okay. Mine were, I did a 10 by 10, uh, a 10 by 10. And then I also committed to playing every game on my shelf. And if I didn't play it, I would get rid of it. <gasps> Scott, what was yours? I did an eight by eight. No, that is not originally what did you committed commit to? to. I committed to an eight by eight. I no, thought it was did. a 10 you by 10. to a 10 by 10. You definitely Somebody cut that out and send it to Scott, please. Yeah. No one's going to do that. Um, nope. <laughs> and then I also was going to commit to playing every game on my shelf or getting rid of it, which was really not a big deal for me because I wanted to get rid of a bunch of stuff anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a, so for me, uh, challenges are, are about enhancing the fun you have in the hobby, um, which that's kind of where I went, like where I ended up about a third of the way through the year was this thing started stressing me out. <laughs> like we were just doing not that it was in no way making this more fun of a hobby for me. It was driving me bananas. So I did not succeed in my 10 by 10. I did not play a single game more than four times. Whoa. Like I didn't, uh, there were games on my 10 by 10. I didn't even play. Like, wow. So is it 10 games, 10 times each? Yeah, right. so it's 100 total plays. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I just, I, halfway through the year, I just gave up. I was like, I don't, I, I don't even care. I'm not I it. also was unsuccessful on both of my challenges, but I think I did a little bit better than you, it sounds like. For my 10 by 10, I played 64 out of the 100 required plays. The only three games that I got to play all 10 times, do you want to guess? Gloomhaven. That's one of them. Um... Pandemic. That was not Legacy. on my 10 by 10. Oh, okay. I, I don't remember your other games. Kingdom Death Monster mm. and Terraforming Mars. Wow, you got 10 plays of Terraforming Mars I in? did. I got a lot more than that 10. That is so many cards. It includes uh, includes solo plays, but I got I play, I had a friend who we played a lot. I got seven plays of Star Wars Rebellion, eight plays of Hanabi, six plays of Great Western Trail, one play of Shakespeare, four plays of Dead of Winter, four plays of Arboretum and four plays of Seven Wonders Duel. Yeah, one play of Shakespeare is enough. Yeah. I actually, I like <laughs> Shakespeare, but... Uh, and then for my other one, my 200 by one... Didn't we play that at your house? Yeah. My, yeah, my, my 200 by one, I played 136 unique games. Um, and oh, really, close. I, close. I, I, no, uh, I was 64 off. Um, Still really, a lot. Really, that was a lot in the beginning of the year. The end of the year, I didn't play many games at all. And then also mm. playing Gloomhaven. So I played over 100 plays of Gloomhaven last year. Um, so that really hurt. So my you should have done a hundred by, by one. one. I should, I would have succeeded in that. Um, and I also realized that 200 by one is pretty tough for me. You know, I, I, I was playing a lot of games at around the turn of the year, but that was also Christmas and you know, new years and all that. So for next year, I'm going to, I'm going to do another unique game challenge, but I'm going to scale back a little bit. Well, and I'll so tell let's, you what that's about. let's talk about. So I think the merits of a 10 by 10 and a 100 by one, I think both of those merits are just not good. And I and I said this, I expressed my interest or my whatever skepticism about those two challenges originally because sometimes a game is just not good after six plays. 
Mm-hmm. And and the the unique one is just not good either because it, it, like both both of those are like let's go really wide and let's go really deep. So I'm going to say hashtag four by twenty and two by fifty or something. Yeah, my, my goal my to jump ahead. I'm going to do a fifty by two this year. That's my plan is to do like it's still a hundred plays, just like a ten by ten. What about thirty by three? No, fifty by two. But uh, you're because you're, I'm going to spend yeah. the first half of my year just playing games, and then I'm going to look and I'm going to see how many games have I just played twice because I like them, and then what games have I played once that I would like to play again? Okay, I'll play that game again. That was fun. But then I don't have to try and dive deeper than that, and I don't have to try and convince people to play these games with me. But mostly it's me though. I don't even want to put it on other people. I just, you know, four times like there's just so many games and there's so many new games. Why? Why am I playing the same game that right. many times? Mm-hmm. So, so I I like the idea of like a twenty by two, with with the two plays being back to back. Like, I really like the idea of replaying a game while it's still fresh in your mind, while it's still like, let me try this because that because a lot of people are like, oh well, your second play of this game is better. Like, you play it mm-hmm. again, and then maybe that that second play is like, oh, maybe I want to play it eight times or ten times or whatever. But so I just mean, just some some perspective here uh last year without even thinking about a 50 by two i played 53 games two times yeah so that that's that's my goal because after two plays you either know like no or yes right (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i i'm gonna do i'm gonna try three challenges next year oh i didn't follow up on my my other challenge oh sorry Uh, so the play everything or get rid of it um in december I looked at well in November I, I like took inventory of my shelf and I'd played about half of the games on my shelf a little less than half of the games on my shelf um, so I immediately I was like okay what am I just getting rid of what don't I want because I want the games I want my games to fit on my shelf I got a 4 by 4 Ikea shelf that's enough games for me and so I um, I just went through and just started weeding stuff out and I was like well I'm not even going to try and play these um, and then when New Year's hit when the Christmas break hit I just I just went through and was like, I didn't play these games. There were probably about 20 games that I didn't play. And I was like, but I like it. There's no way I'm getting rid of this game. And the rest of the games, I just I, they're in a different room now. And I'm going to be attempting to get rid of them. I mentioned it last podcast. Bryce Facebooked me, but I don't. Or he somehow social media me. Um, <laughs> and I don't, uh, I don't respond to anybody <laughs> in digital format. So I'm responding now. I can't even text back in another digital format in a vocal digital format. Uh, no Bryce, I missed the January, um, the January trade, but, um, I got really into the weeds once you sent me that message, trying to get into like the perpetual trade. There's a second board game geek math trade and, they use an, an outside site. It was a, I can't make that website work. I felt 120 years old trying to make that website work. <laughs> so um, I will be waiting for the February math trade, I believe. But then I'm probably going to put a whole bunch of games on it. I've got some good games to be trading away. So I feel like I should have some success in a math trade. Um, we'll find out. I have to figure out what games I want too. So... Ugh. I had pretty good success with my play it or keep it. Specifically, I had a lot of games where I was like, oh, I don't want to get rid of that. I'm just going to keep it. And then I was like, no, like I'm going to play it. Um, and if I had it play, like if I, if I didn't play a game, there was a reason I didn't play it. And a lot of times when I would play that game, I'd be like, no, I can get rid of this. So I had a lot mm. of experience where I played a game that I didn't want to get rid of, but it was like, well, there's a reason I wasn't playing it. Right. Mm. Um, and I don't like, 
there's a couple of rare ones that I got rid of and like I just don't feel bad about it like I was I didn't want to play it and I just wanted to kind of keep it on my shelf but now I'm getting rid of it like I feel a weight lifted off my shoulders you're a purger though you like to get rid of stuff mm-hmm. that's true you're a minimalist I get I do get a certain amount of satisfaction when I look at my game shelf with people and they're like what are we gonna play and it's like everything on my shelf is heavily curated that either I really like or my wife really likes or it fits a certain player a certain player count or or a group of people type well like I get a certain amount of satisfaction from that so I'm going to do three challenges next yeah, year. Yeah, let's hear it. What do you got? So I'm going to do a 10 by 10, but I'm not going to call my shot. I'm going okay. to yes. let it come naturally. That's why I said last year. You don't want to pick those games beforehand. Right. I agree. Uh, I'm going to do a 150 by one. I did the 200 by one last year. It was a little much. I'm worried that this year I could get into the weeds with grad school. So I'm at, my goal is 150. And then I'm going to do 500 total plays. Last year I did 426 plays. But I figure if I spend the same amount of time gaming as I did last year, then I'll probably hit 500 because so many of those 426 were Gloomhaven, which is a two, two and a half hour game. Mm. And most of the games I play are not two and a half hours. So I think those are some manageable goals. They're a way to keep me motivated playing even when I'm like in the busy season of grad school and things. I'm also not working this summer. Mm. Um, I had taught summer school the last couple summers and I'm not working, so I'm going to spend a lot of time playing games. Already bought my ticket for Gen Con. Um, there's a chance I may end up in China this summer because my friend just moved there and I may go see him. But even if I do that, he has a lot of board games. We'll play a lot there. So those are my goals for next year. Cody? Uh, I will be doing the 50 by 2 and that's it. The rest of it was stressing me out. My other goal then is to try and math trade away and and try various avenues of um, secondary board game market to see if I can get games that I really like. Um, part of, like... I would like to take a game or two and just see. See, it just feels awful to do, though. I'd like to see how big I can trade up, but I feel like you're taking advantage right. of a system if you do that. So I, well, I'm you want to you want a red paper clip this thing. Have you ever heard of the red yeah, paper clip? Yeah, yeah, where you start with a red paper clip and you see what you can I don't can think end you should feel with. guilty about that. There was a guy who ended up with a house. Hmm. Started with a red paper clip and ended up with a house. Okay, well, I'll. Uh, so, what game should I red paper clip? So, I've got. Arboretum. I, I already I, I already gave Arboretum away, so I got nothing for that red paper. Clip. Who's giving away Arboretum? That's, that's a, great a great game. game. I gifted that game to Scott. Okay, I, I just had never played. Do you want to gift had, it to me? I had never played no, it. No, I really wanted Arboretum, um, and it was um, out of print. So um, I like that game. It'll come back. So print. things that come to mind are um, I have Puerto Rico. I'll give you a copy of Shakespeare. Second edition doesn't feel like it has a ton of value right now. What second edition? Descent. You need to get Gloomhaven. Yeah, I do need to get Gloomhaven. No, I mean for like, that's the goal is to end up with cards. Gloomhaven. You like won't get start it. with start with the the best basic. Actually, I have two copies of Gloomhaven. What do you have? <laughs> Shakespeare. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I'll pick a game to red paper clip. Shelby, okay. do you have a challenge you want to do this year? Uh, yeah. Big five by twelve. Five big games once a month. Whoa! Ooh. Can yeah. I get on yours? Yeah, so it's going to be... <laughs> you know what, five games, or are you going to let that happen naturally? No, I know. Um, it's going to be TI4. Holy cow, uh-huh. big games. Yeah, but I'm talking about big games. Mage Knight, Advanced Squad Leader, um, Food Chain Magnet, and I don't know if I want to do Feast for Odin, because it's not, compared to the other ones, comparatively, it's not really a big game. You can leave a slot open um, for something that's going to come that out. That is really big, Yeah, though. but I was thinking about Gloomhaven. We just, my roommate just 
Shelby's doing it. it right. She's like, I'm not playing these 30 minute games. Yeah, might uh, as well. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and call my shot and say that you will you will not succeed on that particular. I mean, I think it's awesome that you're trying that. Um, and I mean, you, this next month alone, we're playing four of those games in one day. You you live with so, pe- you live with people who like to play big games, though, right? Uh, yeah, I live with people who own all of those games. Okay, like, that's okay. not Wait, an issue. When does your lease come go up? Um, and will you be renewing it? Yeah, no, we're looking for a place. So like he and he when he comes back from whatever military stuff he's doing, he's not going to get a job right away. So he's going to have all the free time. So you're he like, "Shall we? We need to play this game. Shall we?" And I'm like, "You guys yeah. are going to continue living together." Yeah. Okay. Our I think she can do it. Shelby, I literally <laughs> just texted me, "We need to find some new shelves." Shelby, I I believe in you. Thank I you. think that you're going to get this. Um, so what was the third one? I've never even heard of that game. Advanced Squad Leader? Yes. I think it was in like 77. Your, it was made it's in like old game. it's an old game um, is it it's a strategy a war- game or is it like it's, a, it's a, uh, like a strategy war trashy game. theme game no it's a strategy war game Scott what's your challenge I would like to do a 30 by 3 and a 20 by 2 with a 2 being back to back or in the same couple hours I think that one's going to be really easy well, I already, got, I already got at least one. Right. Yeah, I've already got at least day. five or six done for that one. Mm. Uh, because I have specifically been like prefacing games when we play with people like, hey, let's play this twice. Like, we're going to play it. I think you should up it 50 by two back to back. Oh, no, that's too much. No, it's not. You'll get it. That's too much. Think about Pretzcon. How many times I also, do you play game twice at Pretzcon? I also want to like go more towards what Shelby's doing and like play more heavy games and less like filler mm. games because clearly I'm. Uh, we had some pretty monstrous uh, Clans of Caledonia uh, overbreak. Yeah, if that was on my if that was on my whatever by ten, and maybe that's a challenge too. Like, and I feel like since you know we all are associated here, like we have more opportunity to play like games. Like, I won't be playing these games here. These games yes. will be played at home. So yes. it's like, you know, if we're here and we all want to play Azul again, I'll be like, sure, and like that doesn't count towards. It's just. Yeah. Well, that was a weird thing about the the ten by ten people where we like Caleb was like, I have this tiny game next to Terraforming Mars, and I was like, okay, like that that works. Like he I got ten plays of Terraforming Mars, and like good I, for you. I think the real value of like a ten by ten, the thing that I've seen where I was like, oh, that makes sense, is when when there's families and they like actually make like a board when they're like specifically like trying to make sure that they get family time and it's being used as like a motivator for their children to want to spend time with their family. Like I like that. Uh, that that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, my challenge is forced me to get out because some. I if I want to, I can get locked into my house, into my apartment pretty quickly, and mm. just be there. And that that's rough sometimes. So, my my challenges are a way to get me out and at Spielbound and with board gamers. Cool. It is a nice community to be around. It is. So how do we uh, how do we uh, wrap this thing up? I was gonna say ending on that happy friendship. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's not even an hour long. We gotta play a game. We have to oh, do you play have a game, game ready, Scott? Yeah, it's twenty questions. Twenty questions. <laughs> you want me to do the game? <laughs> I am going to dip out of twenty questions because I need to. Why don't you give do us something? a game, Jeff? Uh, how about we just have an hour long episode and the people uh, the people just are left all wanting. right people let us know <laughs> spielcast <laughs> at spielbound.org if you would like us to play 20 questions more often you can touch yes. with me Scott underscore Odell on Twitter anyone uh, else you can get in touch with me through spielcast at spielbound.org uh, I am at Cody Jorgensen on Twitter 
at Shelbo Baggins with a Z on Twitter. Although I usually only reserve that for tweeting at Elijah Wood and how I hope he's having a wonderful day. By the way, Elijah, if you're listening, I hope you're having a wonderful day. Shelby, there are many wonderful reasons for you to be on the podcast, but your Twitter handle is my favorite one. <laughs> All right, Thank Cody, you. are we trading Arboretum for Eclipse? Uh, I'll trade your Arboretum for Gloomhaven I right now. Eclipse. End it. Thanks. What? Thanks, Good Matt. End it.